0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbison. Uh, joined with reed bacon got a good one today man we're talking recruiting we're talking some commits we just got uh the big one being addison nichols super excited about that guy um and uh you know talking about a practice we're going to be coming to uh, next week august 14th we're going to get to go to practice and get some good podcasts out of that and give you guys a good insight into what this hypo team looks like so super excited for that um, so yeah, let's jump into it. Play the game. Snap. The kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reid. No, sir, Reid. Final
1: score: Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium
0: reigns. Looks, Loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught oh, Tennessee.
1: Tennessee wins! On by Tennessee. one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. 35 to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence.
0: Touchdown on play number one. Alright, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our presenting sponsor, as always, BetOnline.ag. You know it, I've said it, every podcast, it's the place to go for any of your betting on any sport, anything out there. They got all the news, the stats, the odds that you were looking for. Heck, they got stuff on gold medal, uh, things that are going on in the Olympics, um, baseball that's in full swing, golf, everything. So if you know you're looking to bet on anything that's the place to go so uh you you know sign up online or use your mobile device and get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit uh so that's betonline.ag so before the next tip-off face-off or pitch head on over to betonline.ag today bet online your online sportsbook experts all right welcome in everybody um As you could tell from the intro, this is a little different venue here. Uh, I had to switch it up. This is actually my apartment here in Nashville. But uh, still going to have a great time. Got Reed over Zoom. How are we doing, buddy? How's your uh, weekend been so far?
1: Hey, Big Stud Lee. First off, I like the backdrop. You're up in your penthouse suite there in downtown Nashville.
0: Yeah, we could we could call it a, a, a suite. It's only about 850 square feet. So it's not that, <laughs>
1: it's
0: not hey, that it's, nice.
1: It's no, it's still dope. It's still dope It's it's downtown Nashville. It's gonna be a cool experience to like live in the city for a little bit. Um, but no, the backdrop looks good. I'm doing well. Been a good week, good weekend, uh, nice church mass service this morning. So I'm fired up. I'm ready to talk with you about some stuff. And then I'm really excited for next week, us going to practice. And uh, bring the viewers what they
0: actually want. Yes. So we have scheduled uh, to go to the August 14th practice, which is next Saturday. Early morning practice, we're going to record directly after. We'll probably have two podcasts worth of stuff to talk about. So you guys will, I mean, get the inside scoop on what is that practice, who's doing well, who's not doing well, how the coaches are – you know teaching these guys all that kind of stuff, so definitely the next two podcasts are gonna be huge, huge podcasts. Um, all right, got to shout out a new sponsor, uh, Balance Seven. So it is a, a pH balancing alkaline supplement that you know just helps boost you earn your energy, helps keep you hydrated, all that kind of stuff. It's uh, you know, something that you can really use when you're working out, when you're trying to get healthy. Um, so it's perfect. It's awesome. Uh, so cool thing is we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now where if you go to their website, balance7.com and use a code believe B-L-E-A-V at checkout, you'll receive a free 4-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. Uh, that product retails for $13.99. So I'd say it's worth it. Uh, again head to balance7.com and use the code believe b l e a v at checkout and get in on the promotion i know i will before we get into you know what we planned on talking about today i wanted to bring up something you know last podcast we talked about uh nolan uh, coming to east tennessee going to the Powell panthers and and being there and you were... Upset about him not going to Catholic, and very much worried about him, you know, being at East Tennessee, all that stuff. I got a lineman from Catholic I used to train. And shout out Devin Lively, if you're watching. Um, he DM'd me on Instagram. He goes, "I caught your podcast last week. Has your friend forgot what Catholic offensive linemen do? We can block Nolan. Tell him, <laughs> tell him better. Put some respect on your name." on our name no disrespect to you we love you <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey let's go boy. That's what i like to hear just be fired up on this sunday baby uh, yeah that's hey, right first off I, first off i don't know this kid that does legit get me juiced up i love it hey that is why i love catholic that is why when i moved to knoxville and i started going to sacred art mike my, my parents gave me three schools i remember it they they looked at they looked at Webb, they looked at CAK, and they looked at Catholic and or or Sacred Heart, excuse me. And I for whatever reason I, dude, I, I remember being a younger kid, it was like a VHS video, and they like literally put it in. It's like the little school thing. And I just said like Sacred Heart. And I said, like, that's where I wanted to go. And so being a Sacred Heart kid, going to Knoxville Catholic Games, I you know, we look up to that so much. And the one thing that I loved about Catholic so freaking much. Is it's just a bunch of guys who private school kids, um, you know, wear the uniforms. I got the nice Catholic boy comb over, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, we don't talk much and it's just like, you know, the church boys. And then we just went out there and just blasted folks. And that's what I love. I mean, we don't we don't need we don't have to talk jump. We don't have to talk smack. You just hear the bagpipes playing. You hear our cleats clicking as we're walking out, and then we drum you by sixty. And it's like you know, <laughs> see you later. Like thanks for showing up. And uh, and that's what that's and I'm saying before I got there, like that's just what they did. That's what they that's why I loved it. And then I got there. We had our three three great years with Mark Pemberton. Uh He left after my junior year, sophomore year, and. Um, And and no disrespect to any of those coaches. I'm still – I still stay in touch with a few of them and care for them dearly. But we weren't the same. We weren't good uh, or as good, I should say. Um, But I love to hear that. I love that to hear that from that kid. A, I love that he's listening. Shout out to him. Shout out to all the Catholic kids fighting Irish. There's no bigger – there's no bigger freaking – fan than I am uh and I love that he has that attitude I hope I hope for his sake he's not biting off more than he can chew because Walter Nolan's just not supposedly just some good player I mean he's supposedly one of the best in the nation but you know what I love it and you got to have that confidence. and that's how we were at Catholic we didn't care who we were playing what what was going on we were going to show up bagpipes are going to play and we were going to bring it to you, so uh, I love that. I, I mean, that literally just gets me fired up. I'm, I'm going to go when I go to Catholic. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go talk to that kid. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm first, a fan now.
0: I'll tell, Yeah, I'll point him out to you. But uh, I love the confidence from Devin. I think you know that's almost part of the game too. Is like if you're not if you don't think you can, and no one thinks you can, like you got to believe in yourself before anybody else is going to believe in you. So. um, I love it. I knew it would fire you up hearing that. Cause you're, <laughs> you love the smack talk back to you. So, uh, and I, you know, very much appreciate him listening and, uh, hopefully a lot of the Catholic boys listen and know that we're always repping. We're always supporting, but, uh, yeah. okay. So we can get into, I mean, I guess we can talk a little bit about Walter Nolan before we get into the other recruits that committed yeah. recently. Um, his top three it's changed up a little bit it's you know dropped Michigan out of there and Texas A&M is in there now so I know you have some friends over in Memphis and you've been talking about talking with them about some of this stuff
1: yeah so that's what I was telling you off camera when we filmed together I mentioned that I was going to Memphis to do some work and then we were going to uh my the family's lake house down there and um so who I talk with, they kind of just seem like, read, like, what are you guys stressed about? Like, what are you guys worried about? Like the kids going to UT and I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I was like, first off he didn't have us in his top eight or his top five. And, you know, and, 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 and he doesn't seem like all about it. And they're like, read like Marlon walls has been his coach for almost since like middle school. Like he's gone to the high schools that he's gone to because of Marlon walls. Like, Marlon's been preaching UT all this time. He's very close with them. Like they basically acted like I was being a clown for even thinking or worried that he's not going there. And then they're like, now he's in Knoxville. Like they're going to be shocked if he doesn't end up at UT. This is not me saying this, and and I don't want the listeners to say like, oh, you know, this is just some people that I talk with that are very in touch. They're very actually very in touch with UT sports, but also the University of Memphis sports. Like a few of them know some high up people at Memphis. Um, and I mean like in the administration and then in the football offices, but, um, yeah, they just acted like it's not a big deal. And like that he's here and that he's going to go to Knox UT and just kind of like he always was. And, um, so yeah. And the funny thing is, it's like these kids and all their recruitment, I mean, you know, he dropped Michigan out, and the reason he had Michigan in there, which I didn't know this, I just learned it, so I know you guys probably already know, but he had family in Detroit, so that was what tied for them, but they're not in his top three. Bama, thank goodness, is not in his top three. Um, Georgia is not in his top three, so, you know, like some of those schools have dropped out. And, I mean, A&M does worry me a little bit, but a and is going to do what a does. They, they get some preseason hype, they get some talk about them and then they go lose to Bama and then they drop to maybe LSU or Florida or like one of these other SEC schools and they go, you know, nine and two, nine and three, but it is what it is. Like, and then uh, so it sounds like maybe the Florida game is going to be a huge game for Tennessee this year. Like not necessarily that we have to win, but just so that, Hey, we're here to fight. We're competing. We got some swag about it. It's like, you know, like adding a kid like Walter could change the game for. Us. So that's the, the quick stuff I heard about him. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's recruiting of a 17-year-old kid. You know, I'm just happy we got the NIL now because freaking uh, Garner, Danny White, Heupel, get Dondi Plowman over to his house. Like whatever you, you got to do, get, get everyone from the hill over there, in Powell and just get this guy signed up with a bunch of NIL stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think the one thing is the fact that he moved Texas a m up after the visit. So, like, that's always like a, ooh, like, he, he must be loving them. They must have done some good stuff. They must have, you know, gave him that little moolah. Uh, so, that is the one thing that's worrisome. I do agree with you. The Florida game is going to be big um, just to kind of set ourselves apart from them you know, prove that, you know, we can hang with the big dogs. Like, this isn't just a cupcake team. You know, we're not the easy win in the SEC anymore. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think the fact that he is in our backyard is awesome. And there's, you know, there's no way that we should lose him, man. I'm going to be freaking pissed if he goes somewhere else. It's just that that would be a huge shot to – Heupel and his legacy so far. It would be a,
1: it would, yeah, it'd be a stab in the heart for sure. It'd be a gut punch. Um, I'll say this though. We like, I I want fans to know this, like personally, I'm not saying this and I don't know what you are, but we don't have to beat Florida. There's some of those games that are moral victories, not to the players and not to coaches, but to fans and, and to the recruiting and to the aspect of like, we show up, we look good. Maybe we bring the fight to them and maybe they come back and maybe we do lose just because there is a talent difference. But you can go to those kids and be like, listen, did you see us? We brought the fight to them. Like they were well, you know, we were well coached, we played well, we get some good pub. Everyone's kind of talking about Tennessee, you know, ESPN media outlets all these other like dude hey Tennessee is basically just like Ole Miss was last year when they went down to Bama and they hung 40 on Bama they lost the game but people that talk about Ole Miss losing the game they talked about what they did to Bama and they still lost but they won in the same sentence because they got all that pub that's a game I'm talking about we can still lose by 10 but just hey Heifel's got this thing going on the right train because then you parlay that momentum into getting a kid like him and saying, Walter, if you come here, you can change this for us type deal. But that's yeah. what I was saying on that. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I
0: agree.
1: All right. So there's an injury that we need to kind of go ahead and hit on with the MRI is not back yet. Um, but just probably something that we need to, to touch on for the O-line.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's Kajon Calvert. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it really sucks. I you, know, you say I you
1: not 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 you think it. That's how you say his name. Not you think that's who was injured.
0: No no no. Yeah, that's that's yeah. his first name is always a little tough. Um, right. But it really just sucks because he could have added very good depth. I did. I didn't see him necessarily as a starter. You know, I was seeing Darnell Wright and Dane Davis as our two tackles. Um, but there's always stuff that happens in the season where an ankle gets rolled up, you know, somebody messes up a shoulder where you got to have people step in and he would have been great for that. I mean, he added really good depth for us at offensive line. Now, like we said, we don't know what the MRI says yet. He could be okay. could be out for just a little bit. Um, It is a bicep, which I mean, is pretty important for an offensive lineman. Uh, but you just hate to see it. I actually met him in high school um, when he was getting recruited and he was thinking about places to go and he he was kind of in between like us and LSU. And, you know, I remember telling him, and I've told a lot of recruits this, like pick a place based off the atmosphere, based off the fan base, based off of the, you know, the guys in your class, if you're connected with them, um, the education, the – the conference things like that don't pick a place based off of a coach and not to diminish any coach not to put down any coach but you just never know about the coaches you never know if they're going to be there the whole time you're there you never know you know when they're going to leave so pick it off of stuff that you know is going to stay education atmosphere fan base uh you know some of the guys coming in your club like that's how you know that you love that place if you if you love those things about it that's how you know that's the place for you not if you're have a great relationship with the coach so i told him that too i was like don't pick a place like i love coach jones that's who was there when you know he was getting recruited like i was like i love coach jones but do not pick tennessee because of coach jones don't pick lsu because of their coach they have pick a place based off of everything else because you never know about the coaches and you know, he came to Tennessee, probably hasn't had the career that he wanted, you know, hasn't gotten as many starts as he'd like and playing time as he wants. But I think he's he's still a good player. Um, I appreciate him, you know, sticking it out here and just trying to fight and, you know, get in the starting lineup because there's a lot of guys nowadays who just transfer and move and they don't, you know, put in the effort for it. So uh, sad to hear that, you know, he might be out for the season, but let's hope and pray, you know, MRI hasn't come out yet, but let's, let's hope for the best.
1: Yeah. I I loved, I'm going to echo some of that, Sam. If I loved all that, that you said, Um, I, I, I really just feel bad for him. First and foremost, when football season starts back, um, I I really, like, I really do. Like, I'm not just saying this. Like there are times in my prayers that I'm like, Lord, just, just like middle school, high school, college, NFL, just keep these guys healthy. Like, obviously I don't want any serious, like I I hope no one has to have like some serious serious where it's neck injury or back injury or something like that, where they can't, you know, it it could paralyze them. I mean, that was, I I never was scared of playing football ever. Like I wasn't, you can't play scared. Like when the lights kicked on, like, I was just fired up and ready to go and be there. But only really everything in the back of my mind randomly would maybe me, like, be, like, paralyzed. Like, you, hear, you would always hear one or two of those stories, and they're terrible. But I'm happy you say that because I just feel bad for this kid, and I feel bad for all those guys that have put in all the work throughout this offseason. And then they get to the season, and they're going through camp, and they have something like this. It just stinks. It really does. Like, I don't like those fans. Like, I honestly can't stand just the ignorant – Loser fans who celebrate when someone else gets hurt on another team.
0: Yeah, and
1: I, you know what I mean. Now, if I'm watching a game and when Greg Emerson tack- tackled uh, Tua to Tonga Valoa, and I'm like, "Whoa, now, hold up, that ain't hurt him a little bit. He might not be coming back in." I'm like, "Bro, I hope Tua's okay. Like, I hope he's okay. But if he's not in this game any longer, like." You know, like, I wasn't cheering it that he was so – I was literally like, he's on the ground. Like, I hope he's okay. You know, but if he doesn't come back the rest of the game, like, that that's great for us. But I didn't want it to be anything reoccurring. But these people yeah. who literally when someone gets hit and they're on the ground laying there and they're clapping and like, break his neck, take his knees out. It's like, guys, like, stop. And I can promise you I would bet probably 99% of those people didn't play football. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I went to one game last year and it was the Florida game. And – there was people yelling that around me. I'm like, guys, like, stop. Like, obviously they didn't play. So, anyways, I hate that for him. Um, as you mentioned just real quick, he's going to add some depth, maybe have a chance to play, um, you know. So, I, I do hate that for the team and the depth purposes and for his opportunity to maybe scratch the lineup. But I just really hope that it's, um, you know, it's not as bad as maybe they think and that maybe he gets another chance to come back, you know, next year or whatever the case may be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you know, they got that extra year with the COVID thing. So, you know, he, he'll he probably be able to come back next year if he, if he really wants to. So right. at right. least, at least there's that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But yeah. Uh, so, you know, let's uh, let's move into recruiting. Everyone's yep. favorite topic, uh, yep. the three commits that we got recently. Um, I don't know where you want to start. You want to start with, nimrod or perry or yeah let's uh, let's
1: let yeah let's go let's go nimrod perry and then we'll we'll end it off with uh with big addison nichols and and, and i'll obviously let you talk about him the most uh yeah. being out the line and stuff um okay so charles nimrod coming from from arkansas um he's from bentonville arkansas that high school is it's a big high school they play seven eight ball so it's it's i guess probably the best ball that you can play in that state um the 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 absolute or the the stadium itself just looks awesome it kind of reminds you of like a Texas style not not as big and I, I'm not saying I know how good the, the actual football is but it's a big school and yeah. the stadium looks dope and these people take their football serious you know three-star kid six three one eighty, so good size and the kid can burn like I don't know what he actually clocked at. Someone could tell yeah. he clocked at a four or five, and I'd be like, okay, he's a four or five, but this kid leaves people on the dust. Like, that's, I'm done. Yeah, that's like, that's like, exactly
0: what I saw, too. I was like, yeah. Dang. I mean,
1: he, he's just leaving people. Now, he had Arkansas, and Arkansas, like for us, it's so funny as UT fans were like, oh, Arkansas, they're Arkansas. But no, like, they probably think the same about us, Arkansas fans <laughs> like Tennessee, like, who cares about Tennessee? It's Tennessee, it's whatever. But like, we both like Sam Pittman a lot. We both thought he had a good year last year. And I just checked just recently. They're like um, they're like top 15 in, in recruiting right now. So, like, yeah. depending on how Sam Pittman does, they've got a couple kids from Tennessee that they've gotten out of the state here. Obviously, they've locked down Arkansas pretty well and stuff like that. So, this kid did go to a visit in Arkansas and a visit with us. And um, he also had uh, Kansas State and Michigan, where there's other bigger schools. um. I don't know if he'll get other ones as this as the year goes on, but to start his film off to see a, a kick return, and it was Sia, deuces, like he mm-hmm. took off. And then I will say this, out of all the receivers that we've watched so far this year, and my man Squirrel that I really liked and then some of the other ones that we've watched, like he did some of the dip, more – he had some different routes in there. A lot of them were just deep ball or post, but I saw him hit a little stick nod like it was a little like like a little – stop and go He had skinny post deep slant caught right in front of the safety and said see ya he had a real nice um like um kind of basically just an out route type deal they do some cool routes down there like some of the ones that I saw in just the three minutes I watched um at, at catch after like you know yards after catch but I, I just was I was pretty impressed I really really was like the kid just looks like a, a pretty darn good player.
0: Yeah. And you know, I I I agree with you about the speed. That was the first thing that jumped off is holy crap, this guy's fast. And I'm glad that you brought up, you know, it's a big school, it's seven eight ball, because when you see speed on film with high school, you're going, Okay, who's he playing against? Like, is everyone else just slow or is he fast? And that that was like my first concern. Like all right, are these guys good? Are these just, like, a bunch of jack wagons, like Jimmy's and Joe's out there? Or, like, are they really good players? Are they also getting recruited? And it sounds like he's playing big big boy ball. So, he's he's burning all these good, you know, at least better players than could be. Um, and, I, yeah, I thought his route running was really crisp, too. I think that's also something that you can learn more and more as you get older and older. Um one thing that I I just didn't like that I didn't get a chance to see it, not to say that he can't do it or whatever, was jump balls and finding the ball in the air, like going to the high point. There just wasn't opportunity for him to do that. Most of the time he was, you know, five yards past the the DB. So it's like, you know, just put it in my pocket. I mean, that quarterback had some good balls to him. So, mm-hmm. you know, he was leading him um, because that's something that, you know, some wide receivers just can't get down, like really getting the highest point of the ball to where you can grab that away from a corner trying to jump up and get it. You can, you know, get that touchdown on the goal line. Like that kind of stuff is really important. And sometimes wide receivers don't have that. They're just maybe deep ball threats. If you can get it over my shoulder, then I'm good. Um, I mean, example of that is, you know, Josh Malone. Not, I mean, Josh is in the NFL. He's doing very well for himself, but like, he was never the go up and get it guy. The high—he wasn't
1: like he wasn't like Marquez Callaway or Juwan Jennings as of recently.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, you, and as fans, you can tell the difference, right? That it's not to say, you know, one wide receiver is better than the other, but you can tell the difference. Marquez Callaway was amazing at finding the high point of the ball and going to get it. Tops. It's, just,
1: it's di- different ways to skin a cat. Yeah. But I, exactly. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I will say this, and this is funny because you and I maybe have seen different films. I First off, those coaches at Bentonville, I thought did a really good job moving him around. He was outside. He was inside. They'd bring him in motion. Uh, one time they had him in the slot and just hit him with like one of those. It was almost like a quick tight end dump, but he, he was at the slot and it was the defense brought up, a, brought a guy, whether a strong safety or outside linebacker and split the difference. And they literally said height kind of like almost maybe fake something and just dumped it. But then they did have another one where he was in the slot and just did a real skinny post, and he did go up and catch it in between two guys on the goal line. It looked like he even – Yeah, I remember yeah. that. He took so a So that hit. was yeah. – you maybe didn't see as many as you wanted, but I saw one of them that, yeah. that he went up and made the play. But, but um, yeah, I was happy with it, man. I mean, wide receiver-wise, I was never worried about. But, you know, um, I think some of these guys that we've gotten in this – We've gotten, you know, we've got two big boys now, uh, with with Nimrod and Miller, and then we got our, you know, little in and out, maybe possession, home run hitter with with Squirrel. So, I mean, wide receiver, I'm feeling pretty good about. Um, anything else that you wanted to hit on him before we went to Perry? Or
0: uh, no, I, th- I think we hit it all. I think um, I think he can be a good player for us. I like that he is six three. Like yeah. I prefer wide receiver, a little bit of size. He also put in some plays where he blocked and he wouldn't lay to dude, lay a corner out, which is like, I like to see that too. Cause that's how, you know, how much someone cares about the game is when they're doing something that doesn't have anything to do with them getting the ball. Like, you know how much a defensive lineman cares about the game by his rush on field goal or extra point block. Like, you know, Oh, okay. Like, it's still a play. It's still an opportunity for him to make an impact on the game. He's going all out. You can tell with a wide receiver. They care if it's a run play and they're still trying to dominate the corner in front of them. So I love to see those kind of things where it's, you know, it, it, it's not about you, but you still give full effort. So I, that was that was good to see. I wish there was even more. Just I wish there was freaking three minutes of him blocking corners. I would be like, sign this guy right away. Like yeah, we're well, an offensive lineman. So why, is he, <laughs> why is he not a five-star? Like, what the <laughs> heck?
1: All right, calm down over there. Um, All right. Caleb right. Perry, six three two fifteen from Georgetown, Kentucky. When I read that, it made, immediately made me think about senior year camp in Georgetown, Kentucky College. <laughs> and I was like, screw that.
0: That so, was horrible. Um,
1: God, it's brutal up there. Uh, 6'3", 215, Cincy. U.K. West Virginia were like his other big offers. Uh, Kentucky's nothing to sneeze at right now. <laughs> as a Tennessee fan, yeah. if we get a kid, if we get a kid from Kentucky that had a Kentucky offer, that's pretty good for us. And then Cincy, like Luke Fickle's doing a really good job with Cincy. I don't know what their recruiting's like right now, but they were just in the.
0: I mean, they were like, one lost team
1: last year, right? Yeah. Well, they, yes. yeah, and they would. Yeah, and I think they was it Georgia. They played in the. I know they played Georgia, but I forget what it was in that they were playing. Them. I don't know if it was the Sugar Bowl or whatever. But anyways, so those are two pretty good ones. Um, or yeah. And then West Virginia's fine um, to, to get somebody over. When I first watched his highlights like a week or so ago, when we got him, I watched like first 30, 40 seconds. So maybe six place five, six, seven place big kid. You can see him back there at safety bro. Just stands up tall, I saw a couple of plays. He saw it. He ran, he got it. He, he brings like, he, he brings a heavy hand when he hits. Yep. And I like that. So I'm like, okay. Like, I kind of like what I see here. And, and they list him an outside linebacker, but on his highlight tape, he's a lot of times it's safety or walking up, maybe to linebacker a little bit. I'm like, okay, well then fast forward until we're about to do the podcast today. And I watch him a little bit longer and I give it some more length. And I went from like, liking this kid a good amount to just kind of be like, okay, like, He's got the tools, but in this in I don't know the kid. I've never watched him a full game. Obviously, I've never seen him in person. I'm literally just going off a highlight film. And so there were plays that left me to desire a little bit more. Like, the kid's a stud. Like, you know he's a stud athlete. They have him at – he's at safety. He's at linebacker. They put him at receiver to go get jump balls. Literally terrible passes. The quarterback's getting drilled. He's just throwing them up there. He goes up and makes some really nice jump balls. Hell, on one of them, he had to come back to the ball, catch it, jump ball, and still took it like 40 yards. He moves well. He's a good athlete. He runs well. He played running backs up. I swear to you, I had to watch it three times. I think they put him at quarterback. They did. They ran the
0: option with him. Yeah, a
1: little fake, a midline uh, option. He housed it for like 80 yards. And so, like, I don't know the competition of high school he's playing, but, like, dude's definitely one of the best players on the field, if not the best player. And it's almost sometimes like he's just lackadaisical about it because he's just better than everybody. But um, so I'm very impressed with him. But what left me a little bit to desire was just some of the lackadaisical. Like there was one play where he was at – he, he, they kind of had him walked up, so maybe outside linebacker to the left. Uh, and they threw just like a hitch route out to the one receiver on his side. And he kind of, like, runs out there decently fast. And then, like, when he comes, when he gets there, he kind of brings the wood. But, like, I wanted to see him foot in the ground, go out there and try to blast this guy, like, into no man's land. And then he does a really sneaky good job of finding his way through traffic. Like, it, it's safety, he's just standing up tall, and he's kind of just maneuvering his way through stuff. Like, he's yeah. not just shooting. Th- he's not, like, he's not just shot out of a cannon. No. Like, he's not shot out of a cannon. He kind of – and it's great. Like you that's an art almost as a player to kind of be able to get through traffic and 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 be a way to get off blocks and kind of, so he does that well. But like I just sometimes like when he gets there, he hits pretty hard. But sometimes I just want to see him go and just annihilate somebody and and just so I don't know, like I liked him, but some of it just made me want to feel a little bit more to be desired.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's um I was when I was watching it and watching him on defense and, you know, coming from the safety position is is different than linebacker because you're not getting the first wave of offensive linemen blocking you um, like they're paying attention to the down line and the linebackers. They're really not paying attention to the safety unless they, you know, dump or unless they get out and they don't have anybody to block it was it, it was him trying to be patient with it that's 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 how i viewed it as okay let me wait let me wait let me wait let me you know almost sneak through the bodies that are there and then you know last 5 yards is when he turns on a little bit of speed and goes to make the tackle puts a little bit more in it now that can be good in some instances there there are times where you know, we started blocking linebackers differently on uh, counter and power plays. As you know, the front side guard and tackle, you block down to the backside linebacker, and the ball is coming right behind your butt. There were times it, it, linebackers started to, you know, over pursue. They started to take off to the other side, the backside linebacker going, Oh, the ball's coming over here. They would over pursue, and it was, the way we were blocking it, it, was like we almost stopped them from over-pursuing and put them in the hole. So we changed up where we're aiming for a different number on them. So it's like, let them over-pursue, push them out even further because the ball's coming right downhill. So that can be an issue in over-pursuing. He doesn't have that. He's not over-pursuing on anything. He's very, very patient. He's not, uh, you know, he's not going to get juked out by anybody. He's going to play you know, head across backside number and understand where they're at. I wish there was a little bit more. Oomph. I think times when he came up and tried to lay the wood, he was hitting with his chest. It seemed like, uh, he wasn't really lowering that shoulder and digging that shoulder into somebody. It was more of like a wrap up with my chest and then, you know, hit and take you down. Um, and I didn't really get to see a lot of shedding blocks, I mean, yep. like you said, he, he was weaving his way through stuff, but there wasn't times where I got my hands on an offensive lineman I shed him, which is what he's going to have to do at linebacker. Um, or, you know, sticking a, stick a long arm in that chest of an offensive lineman, uh, you know, keeping his gap, you know, keep gap integrity because those are the big things for linebackers is you're going against guys that are a lot bigger than you if you're able to you know, hold on to that A gap and not let anybody in that A gap, make the ball bounce to the B or the C, you know, someone else's gap, or if it does come to you, you make the tackle in A gap. That's what's important. But if you get pushed out, if you get moved from your spot, which is what offensive linemen are trying to do to you, that's the issue. So if you're trying to play the jump around and you jump around and move out of your spot and then the ball just goes right by, that's a bad thing. So, I wish I could have seen that from him. I think he just didn't have enough film at linebacker. Now that was junior year. So knowing that he's going to play linebacker at the next level, who knows if he doesn't ask, Hey, can I play more linebacker this year as a senior? I mean, that's what I would do. Just knowing like, Hey, I'm not going to play safety in college. I'm not fast enough to play safety in college, but you know these teams want me at linebacker. Let me play linebacker. Let me get better at this position. Let me, you know, maybe even get more offers that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That that one's tough because you know he wants to do the best that he can for his school, and those coaches are trying to use him in the in the best, um, you know, in the best way to win. The, the, that, yeah. that high school is trying to win and stuff like that. And I, it's so funny because I agree with you that like it's. I, it doesn't matter how you get around the block as long as you just get around the block. Don't, don't let you get your hands on me. And it's so funny because like, yes, I get it. Hit the jokes. I'm not trying to compare myself. I'm just talking from when, when I did play, like I'm nowhere to this kid's caliber, but there were times where it, when I was playing linebacker and as a small, like decently smaller guy in high school, I wasn't a 220 linebacker. There were times where I knew I needed to take on the block. Like that's your responsibility. I'm taking on the block to free somebody else up. So get in there, take on the block. But there were a lot of times where like when I would take on the block, I would do pretty well. Like there were times I could do well and kind of hold my own. There were times where I was trying to not consciously like avoid contact, but I'm just trying to like weasel away and stuff. And when they would get their hands on me, that's when I could get taken out of a play it's kind of like that feast or famine because there were times where I could shoot under somebody and make a play. And I say all that to say this, if he's an outside linebacker, it's not going to matter as much because an outside linebacker, the only time you're really taking on blocks is like, in they're coming your way. So it's a power outside or a stretch or a toss or whatever. And you got to keep your outside arm free, turning back inside. So, so that's one thing. And, and there's a lot of times you watch ball now that like those guys can turn the inside and, 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 not really even have to take on blocks that can make plays. So if he wants to use his athleticism, I'm fine. If it was an inside backer, that's where I may be a little bit more worried. Like I need to see this guy get off blocks, shed blocks, take on blocks more. So, cause I, I agree with you. That's one thing I didn't know. Like he just, I don't know if I saw it one time where he, he yeah. took a block and which is, which is fine. The, the, op, the, the job or the, the object is to make a tackle, stop, stop the runner. And so, you know, if he was an inside linebacker, maybe I'll be a little bit nor- more nervous. But I think he's a good sized kid. He's going to have a good frame, and I do think he is still pretty fast. So i I think the I think the potential is there. Yes. The potential is a hundred percent there, and I will be excited to see how he translates at the next level.
0: He's definitely so. still fast. It might not see yes. market on defense, but if you watch him on offense, he's still. burning. So yes. it's like yes, yes, he has that speed. He's Maybe not using it the entire play on defense, but you can still see it. Yeah. Like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a four six, 40. Like yeah. I that would wouldn't be surprised. surprised if someone, all. Yeah,
1: yeah, if it was high four fives, low four six, I would not be surprised in the least. So yeah. um okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy about it. Like I said, he's actually I'm very intrigued to see how he does, just because I do think he has the tools and you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see, and I'm not knocking the kid at all. I mean, he's a he's a stud. He really is. But we'll just see how it translates.
0: He's also got yeah. a good frame to put on some weight too. Yes, yes. Like yeah. he can get up to 235 and still be fast and athletic. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, all right, let's let's talk, Let's finish this podcast up with the last the last big boy, the 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 second blue chip we have gotten, big Addison Nichols. Big boy, big kid, coming from from Norcross, Georgia, so the, around the Atlanta area. It was us, North Carolina, and Ohio State. I mean, did you see anything that made you worried at all that this kid's just not going to be, hopefully, you know, a, a good? I'm gonna either say a stud or a very, very just good player for Tennessee.
0: No, there, there was there was nothing that concerned me at all about his film. I loved every bit of his film. I honestly, watching you know wide receivers and linebackers and other offensive linemen and, and quarterbacks and everybody that we've watched, and I've said this before about technique, that a lot of high school players don't have technique because they're bigger, faster, stronger than everybody else. It, they can just play backyard ball and, and be successful. He has the best technique I've seen of any of our commits like overall technique, how he uses his feet, the fact that he's not taking big steps and getting overextended, um, that he's being patient on pass protection. I just love that he has that. Like I have not seen that in any of the other offensive linemen we have. I've seen, you know, strength and determinate and dumping and finishing and all that stuff is great with offensive linemen. And – Nichols also does that, but none of them had technique like he has. So it's just it, – that's what makes him an even higher recruit. That's why he's rated higher than these other guys. He has techniques that go along with his mean streak. Um, I, I, like some of the stuff that you see is instead of you know, trying to torque a guy – right as you're running downfield say you're blocking a linebacker or, or or a corner and the ball's outside of you and the guy's inside of you and you're trying to prevent him from getting to the ball what you need to do is just keep running and stay on that side of the guy a lot of times offensive linemen you know guys will will try and like flip their hips around and try and torque or try and you know go against the grain and in college, that's not going to work because that guy's more athletic than you. He's also stronger than you're used to. Like, you're used to blocking little little white dudes running at safety. Like, he's stronger than you're used to. If he somehow gets past your hands, you're done because you already flipped your hips. There's no way you can block him anymore, and he's going to go make the tackle. So what you need to do is just continue to run, continue to stay on that side of the guy and cut him off. And Nichols was doing that that's something that a lot of guys don't know in high school. And he was doing that kind of stuff. He was understanding the way you play offensive line. So I just love to see it. I think there were times where his hands weren't inside as much as I'd like. He was grabbing the outside shoulders. Um, I mean, I even saw some like on the back numbers. And that's where it's like, okay, you're, You know, you're still a high school kid. You're still 17. It's not – you don't have everything down. But I absolutely loved his film. I'm very excited about him coming and and playing for us. I mean, dude's a dang black belt. He's a 3.7 GPA. He's an Eagle Scout. I mean, he's got everything you want. Smart, athletic, can understand the game, and is mean out there. So, by far the best best guy that I've seen out of this recruiting class.
1: So <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny that we talked about Catholic at the start of this because when I saw this guy, and you see his, like, Twitter picture, and he's got the big smile, he's got the cowboy hat, and I saw some interviews with him, and I'm like, dude, this kid is, like, this kid is prototypical Catholic kid. Yeah. Like, just, like, kind of goofy looking, just, like, don't judge a book by its cover just like probably like a good wholesome guy good country boy correct and that's what I was going to say is he did kind of remind me a little bit of you in watching the film and just like seeing him I've never talked with him I've just heard him from interviews and you just it, you know you it like I, I jokingly say like and, and this is how I felt but like uh, you know me and maybe some of the listeners are getting to know me a little bit more but like I'm a goofball always laughing, always joking, but I do get really fired up. I get really excited. And for me, I love the fact that I look like the way I do, you know, in high school had the longer swoopy, you know, hair kind of look like a a preppy whatever. And I like that because then, and, 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 and I don't want the the people to think that like, I'm just coming up with this out of nowhere. Like people talk like in high school or, you know, even when I was in college and people would say stuff like, and I'd be like, okay, wait. And then, When I would pull that helmet down and I would be inside that helmet, I felt like, you know, I'm like, okay, it's go time. And that's what I love about this kid. It's like, it's like, it's just like, oh, big Addison Nichols. How's it going? Just over here doing my black belt, my Eagle Scout stuff. And then it's like, no, when he gets on Friday night, it's like he's going to dump you. And next play, he's going to drive you and dump you again. And then he's going to be patient. And you're going to think you're going to get around and pop, pop, stab, hold, and you're just, you're you're stonewalled. And he's probably just looking at you just smiling or like, you know, like, because he knows, he just knows he's got you. And yeah. I love that crap. And so it reminded me, like I said, funny that we talked about category, like, just remind me of like a Knoxville Catholic kid. Like, you know, at least I, don't, I can't really speak to how they are now. Because, but like when we were there, just like, you know, judge a book by its cover, bro. Well, we're going to show up and, 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 and you're probably not going to like what you get. Yeah. And uh, so, but anyways, I, I, like you said, I saw good feet. I saw good attitude. I did see a couple of those on the hands on the outside, but, like, whatever. Like, no one's perfect. Um, and I just love that he's from Georgia. I, this felt like a guy, Typhill, had to freaking get, and they got him. So, you know, he could show up and be a bust. But you know what? At this time, we got him, and the momentum keeps going, and maybe that helps us get other guys you know, you know what I'm saying? So I was pumped about it. I liked it. Um, It was great to hear, Uh, you know, it kind of made sense that his, I guess his grandparents live in Knoxville. So he's been coming here and traveling here. So he knows Knoxville, he knows everything here. And it sounds like, you know, that was a way to, you know, he took three visits to Georgia and he went, they weren't even in his top three. So I love that. Like I, I, you know, I I really, really do love that. It was kind of like when they came up here and stole K we got K back, but you know, it kind of felt that way. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy that we got him. But yeah, I, I loved it. Uh I liked everything I saw. And I think hopefully he can be a springboard. And the other thing is too, no offense to all these other great players, but I love the fact that our other blue chip guy is a lineman. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Give me, give me blue chip offense and defense alignment, baby. And yeah, that's what that's I love. That's what I want.
0: That's what I yeah. want too. Yeah. Um I, I and I don't think there's going to be any possible way he's a bust. I think he'll, I think. No, I know, be. I know. But I was just,
1: yeah, I know.
0: No, I know you're saying that, but like, I just want to reassure the fans like, this guy is going to start for us, be a very good player for us. I can see all SEC in his future, like those kind of things. Based off of the film I watched, yes, but also just like the fact that he is just a down to earth country boy who is really smart who is very disciplined and just like puts a lot of effort in like those kind of things have nothing to do with football but will make him very very successful as a player like the determination and the due diligence to become an eagle scout to get a black belt like those are very difficult things to do and he's done both and it's like the amount of discipline he has, there's never going to be an issue with him. There's not going to be like off the field crap that he's doing. Like, that's what I'm excited about is, and he could just be, he can be a leader in the offensive line room big time.
1: Yeah, you're preaching. You're preaching to the choir because I don't care white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Latino, boy, girl, sports, non-sports. Everything you just said is what's important to be successful in whatever you want to be. And the fact that at that age, he had the diligence. Bro, I was a, I, I was a little Cub Scout. You know, I was just a little Cub, and then I did Boy Scouts. And you know what? By third or fourth grade, I was like –
0: Boo! I'm <laughs> yeah. done with
1: this. Like yeah. I had my fun. I enjoyed some of the guys. We took some cool little like camping trips and stuff. It was great. But by that time, I was like, all right, I'm ready to go do sports. I'm ready to go do other things. So the fact that he stuck with it, and then you know, you know, I don't know anything about karate or jujitsu or any of those type of things. But the only, the little that I do know, it's very about balance. It's about. um, you know, being under control, discipline, and all those things just make you a good human. Let alone, you know, help you be successful in whatever you're doing. But like you said, as a football player, they should they should really really help. This kid should definitely come in, know how to work, and know how to be a player. And if he does it right and and has some good fortune and plays well, I mean, you would think he'd come here, play for three or four years, have a nice career, make some nil money, and then get a shot in the NFL. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, the, we just need a couple more of these guys. We need a couple more on the offensive line, maybe one or two on the defensive line, maybe maybe one on at linebacker.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got four offensive linemen in this class right now, so I mean, I like that. You know, it's not going to be a, uh, a dually situation where he signs zero, <laughs> and like you said the other day, the other podcast, nine DBs. Um, so that's that's good to know that, uh, you know, he sees the, that up front is, is where to go. And, and, like, when we first met him, when we first went to that practice in the spring, his first thing was, we got to get some dogs in here. Like, we got to get some dudes in here. And that's what he's doing. So, I, I'm excited about it. I believe in the hype, baby.
1: I do, too. I do, too. Hey, good to see you today. I'm fired up for next Saturday. I mean, you know, or, well, if something changes, I'm just – I'm excited for practice. If we don't end up going next Saturday – like, we got scheduled for some reason. We're, we're still very excited to go. We want to – I'm going to be a maniac taking notes, writing stuff down. I'm going to be so much more prepared this time because last time I was like, I just kind of showed up. This time I'm going to, like, look at – because there's certain guys I want to look at and find yep. out. I mean, freaking Heupel's uh, going to see me over there like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah.
0: Oh, He's like, what the hell is that guy writing down? Yeah. First off, who is that guy? Second off,
1: what the (laughs) F is going on over there?
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm very excited too. So uh, I can't wait to see everybody again. Hey, well,
1: I just, dude, I completely just forgot about this. I wanted to ask you about this. So I've seen the Maze boys uh, hitting up some of the NIL stuff quite a bit. And it's funny. I'm going to talk to them. And I wanted to hear what you just ask them at practice and talk with them because I know you know them a lot better than I do. But it was so funny that I saw them post something about Brown Bag. Yeah. And like that they were sponsored by Brown Bag. So I know two of my buddies from Nashville are great, great guys. Super, super great guys. They worked with the guy that owned and started Brown Bag. Yeah, He gave them an opportunity to open and start the one in Nashville. So they actually own the one in Cool Springs. <laughs> and so it was funny that the guys in our group, me, were giving the other ones a hard time. Like, hey, way to go. You guys got the masonry. And they like, Honestly, this is hilarious. They go, honestly, the mom reached out to us and just said, hey, like, we'll order some food from you. We'll let the boys, like, make a post and say that you guys are sponsoring them. I don't know if any money changed hands or whatever, but they, the mom was like, but this should really help you guys get a couple of team meals to be able to cater and maybe some other players. These moms are out here. Everybody's trying to take advantage of this NIL. So it, it was funny to hear that. So oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if they got paid, but it was just funny that the mom was like, you know, well, we'll have the the boys post it and maybe you'll get some more meals off of it. And the guy who owns Brown Bag, I met him once. He's super laid back, easy going. So he, you know, he doesn't really care. And then I just thought it was funny that later he, that Kay then posts with
0: crystals. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, his name is Peter Brown, uh, who started Brown Bag. I know him very well because oh, I didn't
1: know that. Yeah. When I was
0: at D one, that Brown Bag, that was right there. We would go eat there all the time. I, have a good relationship i have his number he actually texted me yeah. uh like last week um or two weeks ago he said wouldn't mind a big brown a big uh brown bag shout out on the podcast so really yeah <laughs> he literally texted me on july 22nd and i was like yeah i can make that happen
1: but that's so funny because like first off you and i have you and I haven't talked about this off camera, so that's hilarious. I knew you liked Brown Bag. I love Brown Bag because of TZ and J-Mo, which are two of my buddies. They they grinded their butts off, worked here, went and opened the one in Cool Springs. Like, I love Brown Bag. Like, I give them a hard time all the time. I'm like, I wish you guys were open on weekends or nights, but, like, what they do is great. Their food's yeah. great. So, I, I, it's hilarious. I never knew that you knew him. I, I'd only met him one time when he was in Nashville when I was with those guys, and he was a very nice guy, but that's hilarious.
0: Yeah. So um and that's honestly, like, shout out to Brown Bag for me losing my weight. Like, when I lost the weight that I did, went from, like, 3'10 to 270, I was eating Brown Bag for lunch every single day. Yeah, like grilled chicken and asparagus. Like, that's what I ate every single day to help me lose the weight. So, got to shout out them for that, too. So, yeah, it's just so funny you brought that up. I was literally about to say something. to end the podcast and you, you brought it up anyway. So that's awesome.
1: That's funny. Hey, we got that wavelength.
0: Yeah, that's right. We're we're connected now. Um, But yeah, great podcast. Can't wait for next week. Going to be a good time. Can't wait for practice. Um, So yeah, as always like, and subscribe, uh, rate, review, uh, let us know how we're doing. You can contact us. uh, Believe in Tennessee football at gmail.com or Phone number is 865 eight six five three two two nine two three two. As always, represented by BetOnline.ag. So go check them out. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Kyler Kurberson. Follow Reed on uh, on Twitter. rbacon twenty six. And um, yeah, we just appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, watching, listening, and uh, tell everybody about us. Let us know what we got going on.